0: Welcome to the alpha female podcast with me, your host, Robin Baldwin. This show is to inspire you to embrace living like an alpha female, but what is an alpha female? You may ask. An alpha female is a powerful and assertive woman. Her confidence is due to being an intelligent and intellectual problem solver. She constantly strives for a happy and healthy work life harmony, but knows that it requires being true to your priorities and what makes you happy. She is never complacent about striving for better, and always nurtures the relationships with the people in her life. So let's get started. You are listening to the Alpha Female Podcast, Episode 26. All links and show notes can be found at robinbaldwin.com forward slash podcast. Today on the show, we're talking to Limor Markman. Following over a decade of marketing leadership in the financial service industry, she found herself asking if there is more to life than climbing the corporate ladder and working even more hours. With these thoughts in mind, she embarked on a journey to educate herself in real estate investing and quickly became an accomplished real estate investor with properties across Canada. These investments enabled her to leave her corporate career and pursue her passion of empowering women to improve their finances and live unapologetically financially fabulous lives. Limor teaches the basics of real estate investing to women across Canada and launched Limor.Money, which she calls her virtual living room. It's a judgment-free and safe place to learn about how to manage money and have your money questions answered. She also recently wrote a chapter about becoming financially fabulous for the book, Who's Going to Stop Us Now?, which is a compilation of inspiring stories from 15 unstoppable women. I can't wait to have her on the show. So welcome, Limor.
1: Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here.
0: So when I first sent you over the definition of alpha female, what did you think of it? And how are you an alpha female?
1: When I got your definition, I read it over. It. And to be honest, I've been listening to the podcast for a while. So I've heard it a couple of times before. Um, I absolutely love the definition. And I love how it's such an evolved and new perspective. And that, that's a perspective that you're sharing with the world. So, I mean, I had an experience in the banking world. I was doing marketing for financial products for over 10 years. And really, that was an environment where an alpha female m- meant something very different. You know, the, the women who were sort of pushing and being aggressive in their careers were really trying to match the style of their male counterparts. And being in that environment, I really started to embody what an alpha female looked like that way. Um, you know, and I was climbing the corporate ladder. But as I was doing that, and I was living that way, while I was Being successful in the corporate world, I really felt like there were two different versions of me. I felt like there was the sort of aggressive pushing forward, you know, get things done kind of version that I brought to work every day. And, you know, in the evenings and weekends with my friends and family, that's where I was allowed to be fun and playful and silly and, you know, fashionista and kind of a lot more of myself. So um, what I really love about this definition is that it's something that I've really started to come into when I started dabbling with real estate investing, I realized I wasn't in the parameters of the corporate world and I could really just be my best self and, you know, started making money on my own that way. Being my best self has really allowed me to relax and become a much more feminine, softer version of myself. Um, you know, if you if you read Maya Angelou's poem, Phenomenal Women, absolutely a poem I love, but it really embodies like a quieter, softer confidence. Um, And what I really adore about the alpha female definition that you put forward, it's about filling your cup first and not feeling guilty about giving to yourself. And, you know, I felt that the alpha female uh, definition that society was imposing on me, you know, whether it was my perceived definition or what was actually happening, it was about choosing ambition sort of at the cost of everything around you, Mm. whereas the alpha female definition that you put forward and that I really feel like I've grown into now is quite the opposite. It's about kind of giving back and bringing people with you.
0: Mm, Yeah, so I want to talk about the fact that usually the term alpha female, and I haven't really unpacked this yet in a podcast episode, is seen as aggressive, um, versus assertive. And, uh, it's the first two words in my definition. An alpha female is a powerful and assertive woman. And that's in the podcast intro every single time someone listens to this. So yeah, it's about us being assertive versus aggressive. And just that, like, that's a fine line to kind of walk and balance and, um, figure out how to be assertive, but soft. Um, and I, I feel like I keep talking about masculine and feminine energy and, and what embodies an alpha female. But yeah, it's when you're in the corporate world and you're trying to you know, have your voice heard at, a, at the boardroom table, how do you come across as assertive versus aggressive?
1: No, and that's that's so important. I think what's been so interesting in, in my experience is that I've really had an opportunity to kind of jump off on both the one side of the line and then the other, if you will, you know, in many instances, I was in a very male dominant environment. And, you know, I felt like in order to be heard and taken seriously, I sort of had to take a little bit more of the aggressive rather than the assertive side. But, um, you know, it's it's neat to be able to see the evolution and, um, you know, love that you're spreading the message that an alpha female really can bring her feminine energy. And that's actually a greater contribution rather than trying to be something that she's not.
0: Mm-hmm. You also said you developed like a corporate personality versus a <laughs> and family. And it's very true. I was listening to another podcast called The Conscious Business with the Corporate Yogi. And I believe the host's name is Julie. And she talks about how she had the corporate personality too. And I have the same thing. When I tell some of my friends and family that I'm very like blunt and short in my corporate job, they're like, what? Like,
1: I do not oh, understand.
0: Totally. And well. I'm like, yeah, like I had to develop a, a personality where people would listen to me. So like I became very, I became very aggressive as well in the corporate world. So and it's something that I think so many alpha females stumble with. And like, how, how do we become just more assertive without um, rubbing people the wrong way? Okay. So I just wanted to, also, just pull upon the fact that you said it was amazing that you can choose ambition but not, not have like life come at a cost for that. And so many women are choosing entrepreneurial avenues for still being ambitious but knowing that they need to find their work-life harmony. So it's a perfect segue into what does your work-life harmony look like right now?
1: Well, my my work life harmony has probably evolved significantly as I talked about the different areas of my life. But what I've really come to realize is that I can't be my best self either at work, with my friends, with my family if I'm not really not or nourishing all areas of my life. And you know, something that's really evolved for me is the word productive day. Mm. Um, you know, we all get asked at the end of the day whether it's by our family, our friends, our spouses, like, "How was your day?" And you know, I often would respond with. Oh, it was really productive day, and then I'd like go on and ramble around what happened. Um, but you know, if I were to rewind, what this look used to look like, uh, productive really a productive day to me really just meant I was doing a lot of work, I got a lot accomplished in the workspace. But if I had a day where I had taken more time out for myself, maybe I had worked out a little longer, or I got a massage or something like that, and, and especially if it wasn't a weekday you know, I had this little bit of a negative feeling that it wasn't a productive day and how sort of work-life harmony has come into play for me now is that, you know, when I think about a day being productive, it's not productive if all I did was work. It's Mm -hmm. now for me productive um, if I've incorporated other aspects of my life. So it's a little bit about kind of being kinder to myself around the work-life harmony and not necessarily expecting um, that, you know, one area needs to dominate at any given time. It's about kind of everything living together. Um, you know, going back again in my corporate environment, um, I was leading a bit of a crazy, crazy life. For, for the last few years, I was doing consulting for a company down in the US. So I'd fly, you know, for all your listeners, I'm in Canada now. Um, but I fly from Canada to the US almost every week. And then I was still sort of side hustling on my real estate business, uh, working probably around 10 hours a week. And so, I didn't really have a lot of time, um, so that's the space where you know, I had prided myself on that type of productivity, um, but really what I was longing for is a life that I didn't need a vacation from. So when I think about my life now, um, I'm probably working harder, but it's in a lot more of a harmonious way.
0: Okay, so it sounds like you're a reformed overachiever.
1: <laughs> um, I have been called a type A at least a number yeah. of times in my life, yes.
0: And I'm I'm in the same place right now where I'm um, trying to figure out why I created this need to like check all the boxes all the time and um, you know, put up, you know, Facebook statuses like I did this, this, and this, and this today. And, uh, just like, I'm trying to actually figure out like, why do I have this incessant need to do more and be more? And, uh, I wrote a blog post in 2015 called, uh, stop the glorification of doing things because yeah. it's not just about busy. Like I think there's enough conversation about uh, taking busy out of our vocabulary, but I'm trying to really inspire the conversation about taking, like, doing things out of our vocabulary and being okay with a simpler life.
1: Absolutely, and I think that that's something that you know is super important to get focused on. that it's not just about busyness. But I also really um, applaud um, you know some of the things that you're doing and the fact that you're doing this on the side as well. And part of why I was doing real estate on the side was to be able to create a better version of life for myself for the future. And, you know, sometimes uh, we need to put in a little bit of extra hard work to get to where we want to go. So I totally agree with you on the busy front. um, But, you know, I don't knock you or or myself or anybody else for putting in a little bit extra to create something different and better for your life in the future.
0: Yeah, and that's true. And it's I am still a very highly productive individual, <laughs> but it's not, um, that's no longer fueling my like achievement feelings. Like I, um, I am successful because I'm doing all these things. I'm doing all these things because I love them and I'm passionate about them and they bring me joy, but I'm making sure that even though I do things, I take care of myself that, so that the doing things is not creating really bad stress in my life.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: So what are you most passionate about?
1: Oh my gosh. Passion. Love this subject. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I can talk about this all day long. Um, The thing I am insanely passionate about at the moment, and I want to say it's something that's been so important for me for so long, and that is personal finance and financial education. I truly believe with my whole heart that women should be able to be financially independent and financially capable regardless of the status of their relationship. Um, You know, I know so many intelligent, accomplished women that span all kinds of careers, doctors, lawyers, accountants, and really don't have a strong command for how their money works. And honestly, it's really not anyone's fault because we're not taught in school how to manage money or what to do with our money. But, you know, money is, in my opinion, like life's greatest enabler. Mm that's pretty bold to call it greatest, but it's, it's definitely one of the greatest enablers. And so that's part of why I created Limor.Money. I really wanted to create a space, you know, I kind of feel like it's my living room, um, where really it's about not having any judgment or any shame around not knowing or being where you are with your finances. It's about really learning, getting your questions, answers, and, and taking things to another level. I mean, you know, we work so hard in the current day and age to have, like, mental calmness and eat healthy and, you know, do all kinds of things that help to reduce stress. But, you know, we don't talk enough about what's actually causing that stress. And, you know, unfortunately, money is a huge reason for divorce. Mm-hmm. It's a huge reason for stress in a lot of people's lives. And I just want to create more of a dialogue so that folks can, can get to a place of stronger financial stability.
0: So let me just uh, get some more information out of that. Are you, are you teaching women how to become real estate investors themselves or are you teaching them even just like basics?
1: So I do teach real estate classes across Canada and in those classes I teach the basics of real estate investing, so how to become an investor. But that being said, not everybody wants to be a real estate investor and it, it's not for everybody and I don't expect that it is. So, you know, Limor.Money is a place where it's really about the basics of personal finance. It's understanding new terminology every week. I have a new video episode that comes out that explains a new concept. It's usually around five minutes, so you know bite-sized pieces. And I have a section called Money Questions where people can submit their questions about money and myself. And I have a panel of experts, everything from lawyers, accountants, um, you know, realtors, who are helping me answer those questions. I really uh, want to provide and and serve and, and give folks an opportunity to understand the pieces and the answers to the questions that are often too embarrassing to ask.
0: Mm, Okay. So that's amazing because I think the biggest struggle that we as women have, and I'm going to talk about sample size of one being myself, is that (laughs) I always have a hard time just asking questions about money because I feel like I'm a very intelligent woman. I went to university. I am, you know, I'm intellectual, but sometimes I just really don't understand something. Um, and so I revert to Google and then I could be potentially educating myself incorrectly. And so that's, uh, that's amazing that you're focusing on even terminology because if we empower ourselves to educate ourselves, then we can understand it and then it's not a stress.
1: Absolutely. Okay. So let me tell you sample size of one. Um, this is the norm mm-hmm. and, and this is why for me, this is so important because, you know, there are so many intelligent women that just don't know. And it's really not their fault. Like who's talking about this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, you and everybody else is welcome to come over and I can't even tell you how many private messages I get in all forms of social media. Cause I talk about money a lot. People just saying, what is this? What does that mean? Here's my situation. Um, you know, And I definitely do my best to try to respond uh, to as many as possible, but it really just proves that this is not just you. This is, this is a, a, a greater challenge that we have.
0: That's awesome. So let's get into how you take care of yourself. What are some of your daily health habits that keep your immune system boosted?
1: So I'm, I'm definitely uh, a little bit of a, of a health nut, um, but not over the top. So I like to make fresh juice uh, every morning. It's something that I enjoy doing. I throw in different kinds of fruits and vegetables, and um, I probably use my juicer more than anything else in my kitchen. Mm. Um, and I'm a very clean eater, but kind of fortunately, I don't really love junk food too much, um, and I probably naturally skew a little bit more towards paleo. I'm not super rigid, like I'll, I'll eat other things as well, but yeah. I... I so try to be you fun. do
0: eat grains then?
1: Oh, I do eat some grains yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's just not always my first choice. Gotcha. Um, but I'm, I'm not super rigid. And like there used to be a time where I would definitely be a lot more difficult in like restaurants and, and if I'm over at someone's house. But I've definitely relaxed a lot more on that front. Um, I know you're asking about immune system. And I know this probably isn't exactly for my immune system. But it's something that's like super important to me about my daily health habits. And that is I wear sunscreen. Every single day, no questions asked. So actually in high school, I played in a soccer tournament. It was like a full day tournament and it was an overcast day. So it didn't appear to be sunny, but being out there the whole day, I actually got second degree burns and blisters all over my face and nobody else around me did. So I realized I had a very strong sensitivity to the sun. Mm. Um, and I know your listeners can't see me right now, but I have very pale skin. Yes. Um, I like to think of it as beautiful porcelain, but you know, that's just me. Yeah. Um, so I basically wear sunscreen every single day Amazing. out uh, of my health habits. Yeah. yeah.
0: So you, ha- have you had any scares with skin cancer in your family? No, not at all. Okay, so now you're just in full proactive mode, which I is amazing. Full proactive mode, yeah, and That's now
1: great. that I realize, it's also like gonna hopefully make me less wrinkly as I continue to grow older. I'm like, yes, you know. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's the conversation. That's like it's like, kind of thing it's like avoid um skin cancer and uh help with the wrinkles is the the conversation in mass media.
1: Oh, totally.
0: So totally. now this is a because I'm um very much involved in vitamin D research for my own health But do you then supplement with vitamin D, since you're protecting your skin from the sun, which also stops vitamin D absorption when you're outside?
1: Um, I do have vitamin D that I have at home. I mean, I'm honestly not super regular about it. I probably should be. Um, You know, and I do put on the sunscreen, like, first thing in the morning, and then, you know, probably, I mean, I'm in and out all day long. Um, And so I definitely do have some exposure to the sun, but... You know, especially if I'm going to be up for an extended period of time, you know, I'm very conscious to, to bring it with me or, or put it, you know, put it on super regularly. Um, I do not ever want to experience those kinds of burns and blisters again.
0: Okay. I'm glad you started mentioning uh, nutrition. So I love that you juice. I think that's so important. And you said you clean eat and paleo. Is there anything else that you do? Like, do you allow treat meals into your diet? What do you do when um, you're traveling?
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, treats for sure. Um, I love dark chocolate. I love chocolate and I'm crazy about cinnamon hearts every year in February I stock up for for the year so I'm definitely not super, super rigid, um, but I definitely do the best that I can and, and treat meals, absolutely. Regarding traveling, so, I mean, that has been a huge thing, especially before when I was traveling an absolute ton. Um, you know, if I'm traveling within Canada, I try to take snacks and stuff with me because you never know, you get airport food and hotel food and it's never really as clean as you want it to be and you don't always know what's around. Uh, when I was traveling to the U.S. for work, um, I actually would frequent Whole Foods, um, either on the way from the airport or at the end of the day, and then would just pick up some healthy snacks or sometimes salads and stuff to even to even have four meals, so that I didn't have to be stuck eating whatever was available in the restaurants around me.
0: Mm, yeah, when I whenever I travel, I bring a massive food bag with me, which is fascinating because I'm bringing like now like. Now they're going to come after me, but I bring like meat and vegetables that I'll eat on the plane if I have a, if I need a full meal, but I'm yeah. like, I'll stash like Lara bars in my carry on bag and just eat like granola bars the entire flight.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, that's awesome. You know, I've, I've struggled a little bit more with going from Canada to the U S cause they've gotten so much more strict, mm-hmm. what you can and can't bring across the border, but whenever I can, and I always research this before I'm going somewhere, uh, definitely with you, like. Bring as much as I can. Mm-hmm.
0: I used to go to Vegas, uh, quite a lot for, um, trade shows with my supplement sponsor, oh, yeah. um, earlier in, in my contract. And the first day we would head straight to Whole Foods and like purchase all of the groceries <laughs> for the week, um, to stay healthy whilst in, uh, in Sin City. Yeah. We were kind of chatting before we got on. What do you do to nourish your mind? You wanted to chat about that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's something that's, uh, that's incredibly important to me. And I think mindset is super critical. So one of the things that I've been doing, it's probably been close to two years that I've been doing now is I write in a gratitude journal. um, Every morning, I keep it right beside my bed. And literally, before I allow myself to get out of bed, I like grab it. And uh, I write down at least a handful of things that I'm grateful for. And, you know, I, sometimes I'm in a huge rush, but as best I can, you know, try to not get out of bed until I'm smiling and I'm feeling grateful for my life, and just sort of sets the tone for the day for me. I have to tell you, with all my traveling, I have lost a few journals in hotel rooms that I haven't been able to catch. <laughs> <yet. laughs> but um, yeah, no, that's something that's that's super important, and and really just focusing on the good things in life and trying to be present. Amazing. Okay.
0: So let's move into fitness. What do you do on a weekly basis to stay active?
1: So I definitely go to the gym at least a good few times a week, probably around three-ish is, is my average. And I don't know, I really, really like the gym. Um, I'm fortunate in that way. And I tend to do a mix of a little bit of cardio and some weights and some stretching. Um, actually, throughout my whole 20s, I had this whole other existence um, where I was dancing with a professional Latin dance company or series of them, I should say. It was probably almost almost nine years that I was doing that. And so... We would train like 20 hours a week. It would be like 9 to midnight. It was insane. Um, But I worked with personal trainers, and so um, I'm very comfortable in the gym, and I know what to do, and I've got a good variety of routines. Um, And so, you know, try to make it a few times a week. I also, in the summer, love to go jogging outside. I'm very much a recreational runner. I don't think I could ever do any of those, like, fancy races. I'd, like, keel over and die. But... (laughs) (laughs) Um, And the other thing I love is is hot yoga. I, you know, admittedly don't make it as much as I would like to be going. And I think we all say that about something um, in sort of the exercise world. Um, But definitely working out for me is very much like a mental clearing activity as much as it is for the physical benefits that we get of it.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And I, I live downtown Toronto as well. So about four years ago now, I sold my car. Um, and so, you know, I'm definitely out and about and, and, and walking places.
0: Mm, Amazing. I love how uh, much variety is in your kind of fitness routine. And I'm the same. I try to do as much yoga as possible, but training for obstacle course races and weightlifting and running, I'm just like, okay, if I can get there once (laughs) a week, I'm, I'm being good to myself.
1: Oh, absolutely. And sometimes if it's like you haven't even made it to a studio, I'll just like roll out the mat and I'm like, okay, five minute downward dog. All right. At least I got something. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, that's awesome. Do you challenge yourself fitness wise?
1: Yeah. I mean, I definitely look online for, you know, new workout uh, routines to take with me to the gym because I really do prefer the gym more than anything else. Actually, I go on Pinterest a lot. I find that. Um, there's inspirational stuff there and try to push myself, uh, you know, when I'm at the gym, um, also go through some phases where I'll like take more classes. Uh, last year I was taking a lot of CrossFit classes. It was, you know, big on my radar at the time, but you know, you and I were talking a bit before and sometimes challenging yourself isn't necessarily always about doing more or going harder. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, sometimes, especially during busy periods of our lives um, or when things are super chaotic, you know, my challenge would be like, okay, I know you're tired and I don't feel like it, but just go for 15 minutes. And, you know, even if you're just like watching the TV while you're on the elliptical or, or, you know, slow jog on the treadmill, um, you know, any workout is better than no workout. And, uh, I sometimes, even just 15 minutes makes me feel a lot better.
0: Mm-hmm. Is there any busy time of the year for real estate investing, like spring, summer?
1: Yeah, I think if, for me, it's less about time of the year and more about how many deals and transactions I have going on. So, gotcha. you know, when I've got too many at the same time, then yes, it's a busy period of the year. And of course, I mean, naturally, you know, the winter, there's a little bit less that's happening, but it's, it's more about volume that I've taken on rather than time of the year.
0: Mm, Okay. So when things are busy, is there anything that you do to reduce stress and wind down at night?
1: Uh, self-admittedly, um, winding down at night is something that I'm very much still a work in progress Mm -hmm. on. Um, I have a tough time shutting my brain down, but I really do, uh, a couple of things that help me to do that, which is really at the end of the day, try to do really quieter activities. So not like, the most stimulating, um, you know, it's not when I'm like writing my, my, my best work. Um, but I'll, I'll try to like have a bubble bath or I'll read at the end of the day. I Also often have like spa like music playing in my place, uh, mm. to try and really unwind. Um, and also I, I try to at some point, um, sort of close to going to bed, really think about and reflect on the best parts of my day. Yeah. I find, you know, society and myself as well, um, we're in such a fast forward pace in life. It's like, okay, moving from one thing to the next to the next. And sometimes when I sit and say like, okay, what are the five best things that happened in my day today? I'm like, oh my gosh, I didn't even remember. That was so great. you know, relive a positive thing that happened rather than just being on like continuous fast forward.
0: Yeah. Okay. I love the spa music. So let's see if we can get like an actual tip for the listeners. Is there uh, like, do you use Spotify or is there an app? Because I've been trying to find like really good meditation music for a conscious
1: meditation practice. So um, there's two places that I end up going to. One is uh, on my TV. It's channel 738 for me. There's but like <laughs> – I don't know. So it, there's uh, the music channels on the TV. Oh, okay. Uh, so I turn those on and that's great because if I leave it on for a couple of hours, I'm like less streaming on Wi-Fi. Yeah. Uh, but also I – my go-to is YouTube actually. Oh. And I just type in like relaxing spa music. Um, and then there's, there's tons of them.
0: I love it. Okay. Thank you. That's awesome. I'm going to, I'm, if anything, I'm going to use this tip. (laughs) Awesome. Um, okay. So as an alpha female, sometimes, um, whether it's how people perceive us or even just managing our overwhelm, what are some pain points that you constantly have to problem solve for?
1: So I'm going to revert back to sort of a little bit more of my older, definition or older experience with alpha female. And I think something that I really struggled with and we talked about a little bit here is just sort of continuing to be authentic in who you are when, you know, you're trying to do so many things. And I revert back to the older definition or my old world because, you know, where I had more than one version of myself, and so many of us still do in the workspace, um, I felt like the pain point was really trying to bring my best self and the authentic pieces through to the environment and what they were expecting of me.
0: Mm. Yeah. And, uh, if we were talking about like the whole concept of like, um, women trying to have it all. And I think it was episode three with Mia Voss, we were talking about this commercial that came out and she just turned, I'm already forgetting it. She just turned 50, I think. Mm -hmm. And so, like, the commercial is quite older, but it's like women can bring home, home the bacon and still fry it up in the pan. And I posted the YouTube video in the show notes for her episode, and I laughed when I saw it after the interview because it was really this, like mentality that like, yes, we can go to work and we can be the major breadwinners and we can come home and take care of the kids and make all the food. And it's like, no, we can't. And it's created this, you know, this incessant, work life balance that doesn't exist and that's why I'm trying to talk about harmony and how do you how do you how do you have it all but without doing it all yourself and you know do you make enough money to hire a housekeeper or someone to prepare your your meals or do you hire meal service delivery like there's so many ways of still taking care of yourself but still trying to be ambitious at the same time. Um, and I don't think anyone has it figured out and we're all struggling, but it's just um, allowing that conversation to happen so we can slowly
1: help each other figure it out. Absolutely. And, and I mean, I love that you've created this podcast series because when else do you truly tap into other alpha females' minds? And, like, you're saying, hey, how does it really work in your world and how are you struggling with it and, and what are your little tips to to make it work, you know?
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's not about competition. It's about just helping each other along. Absolutely. All right. So that brings us to the end of our interview, but I can't wait for this very last question because it's my favorite, but we've talked about how you take care of yourself from a health perspective, but work-life harmony is about happiness and health. So what is your definition of happiness?
1: So definition of happiness to me is kind of two things. And at first, they kind of seem contradictory. But for me, they're actually complementary. And the first one is about being really present. Because like I talked about before, like we're all in super fast forward. You know, it's like you're you're with a friend, but like you need to get to the next thing, to the next thing, to the next thing. So it's really about if you're spending time with a friend, like be present and enjoy that moment and kind of capture that moment. Um, and the second part of the definition is really about Um, what Tony Robbins says, that happiness equals progress or that it comes from progress and that, you know, we're all evolving as human beings. You've got hopes and dreams and goals and things that we're working towards and, you know, just celebrating the little steps that you take along the way.
0: Mm, I love it. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today.
1: It's my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Contest alert! Until June 30th, 2016, I have a new book giveaway for you, my alphas. In exchange for a rating or review on iTunes, I'm giving away one copy of the book, Who's Going to Stop Us Now? The book is a compilation written by 15 unstoppable women. One of the stories is by Lemore Markman on her personal finance journey of becoming financially fabulous. Lemore has not only excelled in a traditionally male-centric, jargon-filled industry, but has found a way to make her money work for her through investments, including real estate. She's now inspiring women everywhere to take small steps to improve their finances and become financially independent. So please leave me a rating or review in the month of June, also listen to her interview later this month, and I'll randomly pick one winner at the end of the month to receive the book. Thanks so much. And I hope to hear from you on the ratings or review section of iTunes soon. This episode is sponsored by the live like an alpha female challenge. Are you ready to take charge of your fitness and health routine? Are you ready to get organized? So you have more time to spend with your family or friends or loved ones without feeling always stressed. That's why I created the live like an alpha female challenge, a challenge that helps you decrease stress get organized, and find more time in your day to go after all of your crazy big goals and dreams. The challenge includes five emails with a video message from me on how to fit in fitness, optimize your health and nutrition, stay healthy at work, and all my smartphone organization tips. Sign up at robinbaldwin.com forward slash alpha female for the free challenge today. Thank you for listening to the alpha female podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the show, and I would love you to eternity and back if you would be so kind to open your podcast app of choice and leave me a rating and review. You can find more of me at RobinBaldwin.com. That's Robin with a Y, B-A-L-D-W-I-N. And join us next week for another inspiring chat. I hope you have a spectacular day.